Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary Fran and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. And before we jump into the really cool stuff that we're going to bring you today, we have a super important message for you. Did you hear that Brilliantly Resilient, the book is out in the world and it landed on the top 100 bestsellers list. That's where it debuted. We're so excited. Go get it at amazon.com. Search Brilliantly Resilient and you'll see it in Kindle and paperback. Enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. I'm Kristen Smedley here with my partner in crime, Mary Fran Bontempo, and we have brought somebody fun into the fun bus today. This already catching our vibe of completely organized production around here. (laughs) Not exactly. Now we're going to have a good time today. We actually, uh, Kimberly Smith and I connected through our favorite new resource that we talk about here on Brilliantly Resilient. Podmatch. And we actually had the, the founder of Podmatch here on the show just a couple of weeks ago. His journey is extraordinary. You got to go listen to that episode if you haven't listened yet. So at any rate, without further ado, Kimberly, thanks for coming to the show. Yes. Thank you for having me, Kristen, Mary Fran. Great to be here. I'm pumped. I love it. You know, when I first looked up your, your bio and everything, I was like, resiliency life coach. All right. And I'm looking at how old you are not. compared to the two of us. And I'm thinking, what could this person possibly have been through? And then I was reading your website and I'm like, oh my God, the the part when it it talks about um, your about me and you just go into this whole, um, I was doing all the things and preparing to check all the boxes. And I'm like, did you steal my bio? (laughs) Right. I feel like we all have that in common. So many women have the same journey. It was crazy. And then I actually looked up your Facebook and I was like, oh my gosh, and you live in Houston. And it was just after everything had happened. So then I was like, oh my gosh, we have got to sit down and chat. So let's, let's unpack this a little bit. First of all, you were checking all the boxes. You were doing everything right. What was, what was the big plan that you had going on? You know, to be honest, I don't know that I even knew, right. You know, I went, I got my degree you know, met a man, met a guy, right. Followed him to Houston. His parents had come down here. Cost of living was way cheaper. So we came down really for a fresh start and warmer weather. Let's be honest. We were over those cold winters in New York. And, um, you know, from there, like things just took off, right? Like career. Like I honestly just wanted a fulfilling career where I helped people. That was always the foundation of what I wanted to do for work. Um, I fell into recruiting really quickly. Uh, so recruiting and staffing, helping people make career transitions. And, you know, I just really pictured myself living a quiet life, you know, just having a family and going on nice vacations and, you know, backyard barbecues, that the whole, the whole thing. Right. I mean, I don't really think I had a long-term vision for what would happen once I acquired most of that. Right. Mm. Um, and I certainly didn't know how hard it was going to be or where all the pieces were going to end up. So yeah, that threw me for a loop. I (laughs) didn't go quite as planned. At the top of the, the, um, one of your pages that your website, it says adulting is hard. 
<laughs> really hard. Oh my gosh. Right. Like nobody prepares you. Like, you know, I, I feel like growing up, I just thought, okay, go to school, you know, get a job and work there for 30 years and like 30, 40 years and then retire. Like that's what my parents did. Right. Like that, like my stepdad worked for GE for 35 years. Um, he, only had one place in his career. Now it's like, you know, people shift their careers like three, four, sometimes more times throughout their lifetime. So, um, yeah, I had no idea what I was in for. Yeah. So it's interesting because I did, I, my, my bio looks exactly like yours until yours changes. Mine was, I checked all the boxes and I was ready to live the perfect life. And then I found out that my first two babies were blind and mine takes off from there. But you're more of the what, what Mary Fran and I are, are addressing actually right now with a new program we have coming out, the I have everything I want. And now I'm in complete overwhelm and I feel like there's something else out there. Yeah, there's something else. So how missing. did that come about? What happened there? Yeah, well, you know, it really kind of came together and took shape when you know, we, like I said, me and my husband moved to Florida unexpectedly for his job. So like we got married, we bought a house, his job relocated us. Um, he worked seven days a week. So, you know, our relationship, our marriage was immediately under a lot of strain. Um, I had a very busy job. I was a recruiting manager for a luxury hotel and resort in South Florida, which was the best place to work. Um, <laughs> so I got to escape from all my problems. And when I went was awesome. Right. And got to like shove them under the rug and pretend they weren't there. Uh, and when we eventually it became too much, you know, his health was declining. I mean, we're talking like early thirties, he's having high blood pressure, uh, intestinal problems. Right. Mm -hmm. So finally we were like, screw this. Let's go back to Houston. We had kept our house there and rented it out. Um, and you know, things just got more hectic. Right. And there was, you know, I was doing a three hour commute initially. We were living with his parents until wow. we sold our house in Florida for almost for actually a year, you know, because it took us that long to sell our house. We had a tenant in the house in Houston. It was mayhem. And, and I had a two-year-old, right? So, I mean, y'all probably know how hard it is to get kids into a, a good daycare. So I had picked her daycare location to be closer to where our actual house is. And let me tell you, Houston traffic is an absolute bear. Like yeah. I was doing a hour and a half in the morning, getting to work, leaving the house at 6.30 with a two and a half year old, Ugh. not getting back until 6.30 or seven. Mm. I mean, and then having to do it all over again, right? So I, I at some point in time, I think it was like early 2017. Um, I was like, this is not the life that I envisioned. I am busting my butt. And I am breaking myself. I am burning myself out. I, I literally was, I was teetering on the edge of burnout. And I, and I did get to that point. It wasn't until 2018. It was probably another year before I completely, I mean, that, that was a crazy year. I was laid off from one job, fired unexpectedly from another job. Um, and I found myself in this rut of anxiety and depression and my marriage was crumbling. <laughs> so, you, you know, know, isn't it interesting how all of the things we think we want lead to everything we never wanted? You know, sometimes the pursuit of, of those things, we don't realize that pretty much everything has a cost. There's always a flip side, you know, well, if you get this and you're also going to get that. 
And, yeah. and unfortunately, it's not until we're, we're in the middle of that, that we, we realize like, oh my gosh, now what? And, and you're almost in quicksand, but how did you, so you're in this place and you've yeah. made this move. And like, at what point did you just go, something got to give here and, or yeah. before we both give out? It was, it was midway through 2017 and I knew I needed to, uh, just seek some professional help. You know, I found myself in a therapist's office and she was like, so tell me why you're here today. And I was like, well, I'm messing up big time. Like my life is falling apart. Where do you want to start? Which fire do you want me to explain first? Right? Like it was, uh, you know, and, uh, I still, she's still my therapist to the day, this day, she's been an amazing mentor and guide and, uh, I don't know what I would have done without her, to be honest, but it, it took reckoning with like looking at the carnage, right. That I was surrounded with. And, and also just thinking about my young daughter, like I, you know, I was also going through this whole, you know, come to Jesus, right. In my head of like, can I have another, can I expand my family the way it currently is? I just can't. Right. I had this longing for another child. Like I've, I had always thought, I would have maybe two. And at that point I, I didn't want any more kids. I didn't want any more kids, um, with my husband. <laughs> I didn't want any more kids with the way that my life was. I knew that I could not add another bit of responsibility to my plate because already things were falling apart and that I knew that that wasn't the answer. So I was grieving that I was grieving my marriage, um, grieving the loss of, of the jobs that I had had and, and kind of where I thought my career was headed when we moved back to Houston. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> so you did one of the most important things though, that we talk about in, in living a brilliantly resilient life is you asked for help. I did. Yeah. And I don't know why that is so hard for us, but it's, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm really feeling like this is like cosmic because it was 2017 when I started going to a therapist, when yep. my marriage actually did fall apart and he left and mm -hmm. I was trying to be the heroic single mom. And I was going to keep the kids together and keep the house and keep everybody still moving. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of went off the rails and then my hair fell out. I was Ugh. like, we showed, I had this big fundraiser and, and Mary Fran walked in like, who, who are you? I had lost so much weight and so much hair. And I, and I kept mm. that, just kept whitening my teeth, you know, and <laughs> bing, I Things got are this. great. Yeah. And then finally I'm like, I don't yeah. got this. And I went to a therapist and you know, what was so interesting for me. It was just nice to have, I feel like I'm always trying to let people know I'm okay. Yeah. So I got to say to her, I suck. My life sucks. My kids suck. My house, like I just went off like, and she was like, awesome, you know? And then the same thing gave me strategies to help me through. Yeah. Definite strategies, right? Because so much of it is mindset and our minds go into really dark places, right? I mean, we, we go into that catastrophizing mode. We, we, we look at what's not going right. And we just think about the worst case scenario for things that haven't even come close to happening yet. Right. Uh, and that doesn't, well, I'm really good at that. That's yeah. one of my specialties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's take it from zero to 120, like right away and oh, then yeah. start planning on that instead of, you know, dealing with what's in front of you that you can break down into manageable pieces. And absolutely, you know, when you find yourself in the place that you're in, and we say this all the time too, we think that when we have a big cluster, hmm, Mm -hmm. that it's going to take a big solution. Mm 
but that's not the way it works. It's you have to break it down and, and attack it piecemeal, like little bits. So is that what you ended up doing? Like, did you go, all right, I can't solve this whole mess, but I can do this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I had, it's funny because, you know, I, I shared with you, you know, that I was laid off from one job. I got this amazing other job, which I was so excited about. And ultimately what happened was I think they hired me and it was a new position. They didn't really know what they were getting themselves into. And then, you know, 60 days later, they kind of gave me a, a two or three months severance and said, we're really sorry, but you know, this isn't, you know, we don't need you anymore. Right. And at that point in time, I thought, this is the universe telling me like, you're not going to be distracted this time, Kimberly, like deal with your dear, deal with this stuff at home, figure that out. Right. And just, and and I took that as a a chance to pause and really take a hiatus from corporate America. Right. Um, And that wasn't easy because I've always worked. I've had a job since I was 15 years old or, or earlier, if you count babysitting and things like that. Right. I mean, I can't believe that you know, people left me alone with three kids at 13. Looking back, what were we thinking in the early, like the early nineties? Like it's crazy. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, and, and so it wasn't easy to swallow that. I think having my therapist really helped me, uh, conceptualize and like, and, and be easy on myself. Right. And, and just take that time to focus on my health mm-hmm. and caring for myself because I had been like, you know, burning the candle at both ends for way too long. And so that was my main priority was to take care of myself and my daughter and to just simplify things for a little while so that I could gain some and some clarity, right. Um, on my marriage, on what I wanted out of life, what I wanted for the future. Um, and yeah, I mean, and it really all started there. It was just accepting that now's the time to really slow down. And Hmm. then the, then the other solutions will, will come into frame. Right. But so that was my, that was my first, uh, plan of action. <laughs> Wait, I'm laughing because I remember when I first was going to my therapist and she was, and you're talking about get your health under control. Yeah. And I was like unloading every single thing that was going on. And she's like, okay, first we're going to get your health under control. You're going to learn how to breathe. And I'm like, breathe. Yeah. I am breathing. That's not what I need. I need to understand how to handle the wackadoodle, the, this, the, that, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, close your eyes and listen to this. And I'm like, I don't have time to close my eyes. She's like, Oh my God. The fact that she didn't need like a bottle of whiskey when I left every time was amazing, (laughs) but it's a lot when you're so used to going like a full boat train coming through and then to slow down and uncomfortable, take a breath, but man, did it work? You said something about, you have to take that moment to pause. Mm. And, and Kristen and I do talk about that because you know, when you're, you're in that First of all, you're in a frenetic frame of mind because of what your life is, but then you're in a frenetic frame of mind because you want to fix your life. Well, right. That the stress, the overwhelm, the anxiety, I mean, that creates cognitive distortion, right? Like we're just not thinking clearly, right? We are in that panic mode. We are in that flight or fight mode and yeah, to pause, to slow down, to really ask ourselves, you know, if what we're thinking, well, is that really true? Is that really <laughs> realistic? Like, come on now, Kimberly, yeah. like get it together, yeah. right? Like, well, no, that's not very likely. What are some more likely scenarios? Um, but retraining yourself to take that plan of action, right, is is we're, we're so used to being reactive, right? And 
you know, she definitely helped me be more proactive and break things down. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I first focused on that. So that's the beginning of your, your rise, as we put it, the reset was the, the train wreck of having everything you want. And isn't yep. that the funny thing that it can end up being that having everything you want, it, it still comes at a cost. Or thinking that you had everything you yes. want, right? From the outside, it looks like that. Because from the outside, and I'll tell you, my ex-husband is a looker. I mean, he is very <laughs> handsome, right? I mean, and I will say that we're actually very good friends to this day. But, um, you know, and I think people still look and they're like, geez, Kimberly, like, what were you thinking? What right? were you but like, thinking? Uh, right? So people are like, you have the husband, you've got the house, the you know, everything. No, I mean, it, it was not what it seemed. Yeah. And most of the time, I think one of the reasons, as Kristen said at the beginning, one of the reasons we wanted to speak with you is because you are of that younger generation and you grew up, you know, with the whole, the whole Instagram and the, and the, and the internet and the social media where everything looks well, let's face it. Okay. I, not quite. I mean, I, my early days of the internet were aim instant messenger where you had the dial up. <laughs> I mean, maybe I look younger than I am. I mean, I'll be 37 in September. So, I mean, it was the very early stages, but yeah, I mean, uh, connection and just, um, I, I guess, yeah, maybe not, maybe, maybe a lot of oh, my it's a generation. Perception. It's this perception that we have, that we all have now that you have, you, you look a certain way. So it must be that way. Right. Yep. And, and, and the effort to live that false reality is Completely. the thing that brings so many people down. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what were the steps then that you took the actual action steps that you took to start to move beyond the pause and okay, now I, I have to do something. What was that like? Yeah. Oh, it was really scary. So, you know, 2018 was a year of just focusing on myself and my marriage, right? I, I didn't work at all really. Um, and that was weird, but, you know, slowing down, focusing on just my, my health, continuing to go to therapy, continuing to go to marriage therapy. I think the shift really came when I made the decision that I wanted a divorce. Mm. I think I had known for a while, um, in, my heart. Like I knew that my ex-husband just wasn't capable of what I really wanted in a partnership. And that was really hard to say, you know, like I come from a divorced family and parents had a terrible relationship. You know, they, I remember maybe a handful of times them even being in the same room as each other. And, you know, I didn't want that for my family. I didn't want that tension. I didn't want to create that life, that childhood, those, those same memories for my daughter. And that was what I was most scared of. So I resisted that decision for a really, really long time. Now I had a ha moment one day where, you know, just, we were actually getting ready to go to a concert and I was coming home, unloading the car and my husband was drinking a beer in the driveway and he had gotten home I don't know, a couple hours before then, not typical for his schedule. So he's enjoying it and that's great, but I'm struggling to get my things, bags, my, our daughter out of the car. Right. And then we get inside and he's like, all right, I'm going to jump in the shower. And I was like, no effing way. What have you been doing for the last two hours? And I just felt my blood like boil. Right. And I'm like, you know, how can you watch me struggle like this? Right. And, um, 
it seems like such a small moment to no. a lot of people hearing about it, but it Those was. Those are the straws, the proverbial straw. Uh, it was a straw, that. let me tell you. And I, I said in that moment, I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. Like this is, and I just knew then and there, like this it was always going to be a struggle. It was always going to be an uphill battle for me to try and make him see what I needed. And you know, we both ended up crying and the babysitter arrived. We ended up going to the concert and having a good time. And then from there, it was trying to figure out where do we go? Right. And there was a lot of uncomfortable conversations. Obviously there was a lot of, um, just grieving together, right. That, you know, I think he, he tried to talk me out of it. He tried to, you know, shift, change my mind. And, I just couldn't go back. I couldn't, I couldn't lie to myself or to him anymore about what I wanted. Um, and I got so much clarity. I felt like this weight had been lifted off my chest and I didn't know how things were going to come together, but I just had a lot of faith. You know, I, I really leaned on my faith big time and who I'm getting overwhelmed here. <laughs> um, as I talk about this and share it, but you know, we ended up living together for another nine months. We, we kind of told her each other, all right, let's make it through the holidays. Cause this was October of 2018. Mm. Let's make it through the holidays and then we'll decide where to go from there. Right. And I had signed up to do, actually, I was just starting my life coaching journey. So I was still amidst my certification course and all of that. And I was pretty dedicated to that. So that was a really positive thing for me to have going on amidst all of this other stuff that felt really sad. I could be excited about it. That's what I call positive distraction, right? And in, in a good way. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, again, it, it came to a point where I, I was so uncomfortable living in the same house with somebody that we were going through all of this, like we were trying to distance ourselves, right? And we operated in pretty separate spheres too. You like Monday and Wednesday were like my days to pick up our daughter and do dinner and bath time and bedtime. And we created that separateness on purpose, you mm -hmm. know, so that it would be easy for her too, as we transitioned. Um, and then, you know, Tuesday, Thursday were his nights and I would make myself scarce. And so it was creating some separateness, right? You know, I focused on my life coaching. I focused on creating uh, a life outside of the household, right? Creating a support system. I had a really great group of friends that I could lean on, which was amazing. And, <clears throat> and then when it came the point where I was like, yeah, I got to get out of this house. You know, I did not want the house. Um, I did. I had been caring for that house for over 10 years, even long distance dealing with property management and all that nonsense. I was like, I'm done. I want to live in a community where if something breaks, they come and they fix it the next day and I don't have to pay, pay for anything. Right. Um, and so I, I embraced renting the, the new rental lifestyle after being a homeowner for a very long time. But I, I didn't have a job when I was moving out. I was just finishing my certification and I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I have X amount of money and we're going to figure it out. And I truly believe that when you start to take action towards what you want, even when there's this huge unknown, the universe and, you know, your creator, it shifts, it shifts to meet you where you are, you know, divine things happen, miracles happen. And in that, like a week before I was going to move out, I got a job offer out of the blue. Wow. Somebody came to me and was like, Hey, Kimberly, are you available? Like I've got a contract job here for recruiting. I was like, yeah, man, let, like, let's do it. Perfect. Um, and you know, just the pieces fell together. Like I just, 
made that big decision, right? The decision that I had been resisting for so long, I finally found a place of acceptance and surrendered to it and just let it be my guide. And I focused on the life that I really did want to have for myself and just taking small steps towards it. I love it. I love this, this whole thing. Cause I didn't realize that you guys had, um, that you did go down the divorce journey. And as I'm in the dating after divorce now, mm. hey, I am not 37 sister. <laughs> However, well, you could have fooled me. <laughs> it's the lighting and the bronzing. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. Isn't bronzer a girl's best friend. Let's, let's be honest. Right. But it's the fact that you, so I struggle with things about, you know, as a single mom and three kids and two of them have the needs that they have and Mm -hmm. college tuition and all that, you tend to almost want to, I find myself leaning back towards checking certain boxes and being okay, as opposed to what I made my commitment to myself four years ago is standing on your own two feet. And having faith that it'll work out and being 100% independent. And then I'm like, oh, but like you said, adulting is hard. It's hard. And sometimes I get exhausted, but I have surrounded myself with other women that are in the same boat. And then we kind of cheer each other on. And we just did it again this past weekend. We all got together because people are back in some of us in those boats. But when you said about you, you acknowledged that you were, you didn't want to do this anymore, where you were trying to make him fill the needs that you know that you need. And I, I just find that phenomenal because you, it is okay to say, here's how I am wired. And here's what the world I think is not ready for to, for you to say, I am wired this way. And I need somebody that understands that and can, can do it that way too. Yeah. And I think that that's the beauty of therapy is that you really do get to understand yourself and get to know yourself on a completely new level. Right. And not only understand yourself, but accept yourself. Right. Because we tend to think about the things that we want. And, you know, for me, you know, I, I mean, I come from a very long background of feeling unworthy, right. And just always pushing my needs to the bottom. Um, and it's interesting, Kristen. So my mom actually is completely blind. You mentioned that your two children have, um, visual disabilities. And so, yeah, my, my mom has a degenerative eye disease that growing up, she was losing her vision. So she was a single mom, had three kids, had a, a, a disability that was, you know, taking over and I was the youngest. So I was the one who like kind of hid in the background and I listened and I, and I saw my siblings kind of causing hell and whatever. And I'd be like, no, I'm just, I was just the easygoing one. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I just internalized that my needs just were not as important. Wow. You know, they were not as important as my siblings. They were not as important as my mother's needs. And I carried that into adulthood, you know, and, and when my husband had this job that dominated our life and you know, kind of tore apart our partnership. Like I just figured, well, my needs aren't as important and having that reckoning of that, they are important. And what I desire matters. And the desires that are in my heart were placed there for a reason. They are guiding me on this journey and I cannot ignore them anymore. You know, that was, that was critical. You aligned yourself with your values, which is what I actually have learned the most in the 80 gajillion things I've learned from Mary Fran in our year of working together. (laughs) It's the values part. Like I didn't, I didn't, I say it all the time. I didn't quite get that when we first started doing this a year ago. And I was more focused on the stuff that I really do get and can, and can talk about. 
But it was actually through walking out of a relationship, a two-year relationship last summer that I really, in order to survive that and, and have confidence in my choice, I had to go back to what are my values? And I made the choice, not even realizing it because it wasn't aligned with what my core values are, what I want for myself and my kids. And that's what exactly. makes it so much easier. I said to Mary Fran one day, wow, it's a lot easier to go through life and do it that way. And she's like this, oh my God. Uh-huh. Oh my God. It's been months. Thank you, Kristen, for finally realizing that. <laughs> but you yeah, know what? The sure. truth of the matter is that's exactly the piece that, that we, we tend to push aside yeah. in ourselves that's the essential piece. And it, and it doesn't mean that you judge other people's values. It just right. means that if yeah. you and someone else are on different wavelengths, when those most essential core pieces, it's not going to work. For sure. It's going to be, yeah, you trying to push and pull and grapple and make things happen. And yeah, it's exhausting. It really, really is. And, it, and yeah, if we reflect on our values for these big decisions, it's really not that hard, right? Do they align or do they not align, right? Which ones are most important? Which ones align? Which ones are kind of halfway there, right? I mean, it, it does make the the process of, of elimination a little bit easier, well, yeah, I mean, right? When becomes, it comes to decisions. It becomes a yes, no, it becomes a yes, no question. Mm-hmm. And, and most of life is not like that. But when you when you really hone in on what's important to you and you can go, well, does this person fit? And if the answer is yes, then, okay, let's see where we can go with this. And if the answer is no, it's God bless you. Go with God. Have a great life. Right. I'm out. For (laughs) sure. And you know, that was something that I'm, um, I'm proud of is that me and my ex-husband were able to really put aside a lot of our differences and we do have a great relationship now. I mean, it's only been a year since our divorce was final and not going to say there weren't hard times because there certainly were. Um, uh, but you know, we can call on each other for, for anything, you know, he's like one of my best friends now. And that's so strange to say, because I really was so scared of what could happen. And I, and I envisioned the worst. Wow. Well, how, how incredible is that for your daughter that you're going to raise her in that type of, of friendship, regardless of the fact that it didn't work out a different way. And, and it's interesting, you're, you're making me feel a heck of a lot better after you went through the storms you went through and knowing that you wanted to do it a different way and thinking about my three kids and what they've been through that that gives me a heck of a lot more than hope that they're going to work through that and do it differently also. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so we can I want to get it. into real quick because we sure. don't want to lose you without talking about your work and how you now, after all of your life lessons, and that's where all this stuff comes from. I mean, Kristen and I have both been through the, the mill and <laughs> things, and that's where all of this started, but it's the same situation with you. How have you taken these life lessons and now moved them into a business where you are of service? Cause that's where, you know, that's where it always works well when you Absolutely. service as your goal, how have you done that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I always felt a little out of place in corporate America, right? I, 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 there was a lot of things that said you don't fit here. Right. And reflecting on my values too, because I ended up in places that had some questionable, 
ethics at times, let me tell you. Um, so when creating my business, you know, obviously I'm being led by my core values. And one of them is, is for sure service. You know, I've worked for nonprofits in the past. I've always had a heart of service. And, um, now, you know, specifically I, I help people who are going through the same thing that I went through, right? Maybe they're amidst a transition with it, be it with their career or relationship, maybe they're entering marriage and they really don't know how to navigate it. Or maybe they've just, you know, their marriage has ended like mine did, right? A lot of people, a lot of my clients are going through career pivots and, you know, feeling unsettled. Um, and a lot of them just feel like they were meant for more, you know, and they just don't know where to start. Right. Like they, they just don't know where to start with breaking it down. Right. Um, and of, a lot of them are dealing with some of the same things like anxiety, chronic stress, exhaustion. Uh, so I help them, you know, kind of get a grip on all of that, build the mental stamina that they need, you know, increase their energy and resilience and, you know, confidently move into this next phase of life that's awaiting them. Um, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. I love every bit of it. I, you know, do one-on-one coaching. I have a group coaching program, which will start enrolling, enrolling again in uh, May actually called the empowered resilient woman. And yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about it. So it's, it's only getting more interesting. You know, I see my brain is always working with, you know, new ideas. I'm sure you ladies know what that's like. (laughs) Oh no, we're very focused. (laughs) Just a little bit, right. Always thinking, Oh my gosh. I know I'm in the shower. I'm like, I gotta write that down. Yeah. We don't just see squirrels. We see squirrels with superhero capes. <laughs> For sure. All the time. You're like, yes, that's, I got to write and this down. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's so fun seeing your clients, you know, um, just just have these aha moments for themselves, feel better every day, have more energy and confidence, you know, learn to kind of set boundaries and, and be the fullest expression of themselves without feeling bad about it. Right. You know, minus the guilt and, and then really like, they're just unstoppable. Right. I mean, I've had, my clients have gone on to become coaches themselves or start businesses or, you know, um, you know, change their careers altogether. And it's, it's really, it's really amazing to watch. I feel super blessed to be, to be in the position that I am with this business. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. Very, um, I think affirming for us too, because oh, we have, we, we build all of what we do off of those same principles and to hear you echoing all of that, um, it, it's just very affirming. We all feel like it's wonderful to have the permission to actually be who you were supposed to be. So for thank sure. you for your work. Yes, and thank you. now before we go anywhere, tell everybody where we can find more about you, Kimberly. Absolutely. Yes, sure. So my website is encompasscoachingservices.com. And I've got a great free ebook that's available called The Gift of Calm. These are my favorite ways to nourish my nervous system and just find a little bit of calm in a sometimes very overwhelming world. Uh, so, you know, people can grab that for free on my website. Also, I do a lot on Instagram and my handle is at Kimberly.Brook.Smith. So those are the main places. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, I'm sitting here and my wheels are turned and Mary Fran and I are talking about when, as the world opens up doing a couple of times a year in the different cities where we have fans and, and guests that we've really connected with. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking Houston needs an event with us and our buddy Chip. He's in Houston. Also, we have to connect you to Chip Baker. Yes. Yes. 
absolutely yeah. phenomenal. And then we'll maybe we'll we'll invite our friend Madeline Sklar to tweet about it while we're there. Heck yeah. <laughs> this be Heck a good yeah. town to come to. Maybe we'll have to do that in the near future. There's a lot going on here. You would love it. So much fun. I mean, if you haven't been to Houston in a while or you've never been, it's it's definitely a place to to get to soon. It's awesome. I love we it. We actually almost relocated to um Katie. Oh okay. yeah. Yep. Not that far. It's about, I'm, I'm closer into the city, but yeah, Katie is, is an awesome area too. It's about, you know, 20 miles away. So yeah. When you said Houston traffic, I started to twitch because I was like, Ooh. Oh man, it's brutal. It's brutal, but, so but a good town and a great place to spend the winter people. That's right. Really ain't, so, ain't so great in the winter. It's a very <laughs> resilient city after all it's been through. So Yes. Sure. Very good. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Kimberly. This was an absolutely brilliant conversation. I love the work that you're doing and I love that you shared it with us and our tribe today. Everybody go to Kimberly's website and her Instagram, follow her, get that freebie. I'm actually going to get that because as Mary Fran knows very well, I do need calm. <laughs> we all need calm. Not, not her specialty. It's not mine either, but it's really not. I'm her. about to go through a massive, I'm moving the kids out of the childhood home. We're relocating just in the area. And I'm like, I think maybe I need to get that download to calm it down a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, lady. It's time to, to up the self-care big time for sure. <laughs> all right, everybody go check that out. Also check out brilliantlyresilient.net. It's brand spanking new with all kinds of fun stuff for you. And we've got the discover your brilliance challenge that is probably under way at the time that we are releasing this episode. So get in on that. And we will see you next time on Brilliantly Resilient Live. Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Resilient podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset, rise, and reveal your brilliance.